Can you see that? The number one offense in the NBA faced a team its defense was 27 the last 10 games. So, of course, it went completely dry and totally fell flat, and the Jazz lose in Los Angeles. Huh? That's what we're trying to figure out next on Postcast. David Locke and Ron Boone with you after the Utah Jazz fall to the Los Angeles Lakers as the Jazz offense, which has been their kind of calling card all season, the number one offense in the NBA, went up against a Laker team that had lost three in a row. They had been blitzed in three in a row, allowing 60% effective field goal percentage in each of those games. So Frank Vogel, who's known as a defensive coach, clearly went to work and the Lakers came to play and the Jazz offense was awful tonight. And it cost them a basketball game. They fall 101-95. And, Ron, what happened to the Jazz offensively? Well, uh, uh, the three-point shot wasn't their friend tonight. Uh, we had, you know, out of the four guys that usually shoot pretty well, and, and, and Boyan and, and Donovan Mitchell, um, uh, you got um, Rudy Gay and, and Jordan Clarkson. You know, for the, for the ball game, David, one for 26. Um, you know, that – never happens i'm not sure that it was the lakers defense that caused them to miss some some of those shots but the lakers did extend their defense and and play the um the switching game uh out, out on the perimeter and i thought it caused the jazz to play a lot of a lot of balls game put play the ball game more in the short short clock so ron third quarter we're really really good what what do we do in the third quarter i thought we ran I thought we, we, you notice we came up with some steals. They had a few breaks because uh, there was a, a, a number of times where the ball just ends up in their hands off of a loose ball. They were hustling for that and then get, get some layups, and all of a sudden the Jazz are up 10, 12 points um, because of something like that. But that's usually when the momentum starts, and, and you just carry on from there. But uh, that didn't happen in the fourth quarter. Lakers got physical. They got into the ball handlers. They put us – I felt like they really got us on our heels in the first half of the game. Do you put this one out to it's kind of a weird anomaly where Boyan goes 0 for 4 and Donovan goes 0 for 8 and Jordan goes uh, 0 for 6 and Rudy Gay goes 1 of 8 and you say, well, it's just an anomaly. Guys miss shots. Or do you say, wait a sec, they got us on our heels, broke our rhythm. The shots didn't come in the new normal fashion. And that's why you didn't shoot well. I, I don't think they ever broke our rhythm. I don't think Jazz ever had a rhythm in that ball game. And maybe that third quarter, you can say they they developed some kind of rhythm. But a lot of that, some of those plays that they uh, that they were able to come up with was because of some loose balls that just happened to fall into their hands. And then it's because usually when something like that happens, you start building some momentum, you start knocking down some three point shots and things like that, and things to start to carry over. But I don't think the Jazz ever were in a, a very good rhythm, you know, through the whole ball game. Why? Maybe it's the perimeter defense that kept the Jazz um, in a half-court offense. Now, the Jazz actually had a pretty good defensive night. I mean, what's interesting about this game is it felt like the Lakers should be up about 18 in the first yeah, half, and the right. Jazz kind of kept it close, and the Jazz took the lead in the third quarter. You're like, okay, well, we got this. They, the Lakers should have knocked us out in the first half, and they didn't. And so we should have been able to get that. And then they didn't get And then, they, you know, they are up eight early in the fourth quarter and then kind of collapsed after that. So that seems surprising to me that that took place in the fourth quarter. Um, and it, it didn't, it wasn't, it wasn't LeBron. It was Stanley Johnson of all people. Yeah. It, you know, up by six, um, I mean, down by six, rather, going going into the second half. You always felt that, okay, the Jazz got to definitely have a shot of winning this. You know, being down six, didn't look good, and that's in, in the second half. So uh, this third, this second half should be the Jazz. They, they should come out and, play better. They start making some things happen out there on the floor. Maybe Donovan Mitchell gets hot or somewhere in there or Boyan. Uh, it just never happened. 
the, the defense of the Lakers, I, I think, and I can backtrack on this a little bit, that probably has something to do with it, with, with the perimeter, you know, type defense because uh, I, I don't know. It's just It was just so hard for the Jazz. Just look at it this way. How many times did Jazz try to break the defense down, getting it to the paint, get it stripped, something like that. But they, that, the defense was probably the big thing here tonight for both teams. Well, neither teams – you know, had a very good night shooting the ball. The uh, Vinci Quinn really kind of changed up his rotation pad. The, the game swung a little bit in my mind when Rudy Gobert kind of had the – we usually bridge those minutes. We had the lead. We went to the late third um, with our Conley, Ingles, uh, Clarkson, Rudy Gay, uh, Rudy Gobert lineup, and we didn't stretch the lead. And then Quinn did something interesting. He kept Rudy Gobert in the game. He played the entire fourth quarter tonight, not going back to Rudy Gay or Eric Pascal as a center at any point in the ball game. And I, I, you know, it was just it was a sign of a little bit of lack of confidence in that lineup. Rightfully so. We've had a hard time with that. But also, just that's kind of where we just didn't gain the rhythm on that whole. Well, thing. And, and you know, to add to that, David, if I re, I'm trying to remember if I remember correctly, I, I thought the Jazz uh, uh, had a momentum that they were leading the ball game. Uh, Rudy comes back in, and then all of a sudden, the Lakers go on a run. Kind Stanley the, Johnson, the goes opposite on a run. of what we'd expect. Exactly, and, and that's uh, that usually doesn't happen. Usually, Rudy comes back in the basketball game. You extend the lead, uh, the defense picks up. But this time, I think when Rudy came back in the ball game, uh, that's when the Lakers go- went. On Gobert a run. came in with 48 seconds left in the third. We didn't get the, and we were up 10, 78, 68. When he comes in, he never checks out of the game. He plays the final. Uh, 13 minutes of this game, which is a little unusual for him, but that's where we fall apart. So we're up 10 when he comes back in. We lose by six. That's a minus 16 stretch for Rudy Gobert. We no, don't see that very often. Don't see that at all. And then that was, you know, kind of wondering about that. But that's when Johnson started to take off. And that's when he started to play well. I think he had ended up with um, ended up with 15 points. He only had five and a half. So he got 10 points in that quarter. Um, and a lot of them was at the rim. You know, it wasn't like he was knocking down jump shots. So they were they were definitely at the rim. The other interesting one on this, by the way, with the Lakers is they did not play Russell Westbrook very much in this ball game. Westbrook does not check back now. And Frank Vogel did it pretty perfectly. He didn't humiliate him by just benching him for the fourth quarter. So he kind of killed the story. He but he brought him back with three twenty four left in the fourth. But he did not play for the first Eight minutes that fourth quarter and had not played for a little while, and he had been really awful. He was awful. Uh, when he came back in the ballgame, he had one big play, and he got excited about it. You know, they felt that that one big play had a lot to do with the victory. Uh, it wasn't the, it wasn't the right it was, play either, by yeah, the way. Pardon me? It wasn't even the right play. Like, he shouldn't right. be driving exactly. the basket in that circumstance. So. Exactly. Um, all right, let's get some comments on uh, things. Uh, turnovers and lack of paint penetration says Nate. The turnovers early were brutal. Eight in the first quarter by the Jazz and that's where I thought the Lakers really got the Jazz um, on their heels was that in the Jazz just having a hard time with turnovers. That also, you know, rest advantage. We took it last night. You know, like last night I brought up rest advantage and nobody wanted to hear it because we won <laughs> but 65% of the teams with rest advantage are winning right now in the NBA. It's the highest number we've had in years. It's something's going on with that. It matters in some capacity. Um, and maybe it's the leagues closer together than it's ever been before. So if you have rest advantage, it's a bigger deal. That's my guess on why. And so we're on the wrong side of rest advantage tonight and we lose. Well, the Jazz have had three days off before they play Denver. Uh, then, then you travel to and Denver's on a back-to-back and on a back-to-back, but then you travel to, to Los Angeles, uh, 
a late game and uh you know and you also gain an hour time so I really can't say if they were tired. I would not. I wouldn't think that they were that tired. No. Well, it's interesting to me. The only thing I think is interesting, and I hope this is not the case. I thought Donovan and Jordan busted their butt last night defensively in a way that we don't always see. A little bit in reaction, to everything that's going on, and then tonight, all of a sudden, neither of them have their legs on their shots, and we'd hate to have them suddenly think if they play defense that they actually can't play offense. That would not be great. Yeah, Delta. If you don't have your legs in your shot, it's, yeah. you're going to have a bad night. Del Toledo, the flamethrower, they are mentally weak team. And when things go bad, they don't run their offense. Instead, they take bad shots, and they have no leader whatsoever. That's Ooh. just the Eli's like didn't leave anything out. Dell just brings the fire. <laughs> Jeremy's bringing the fire. Same old story. Turnovers live and die by the three and terrible defense by our guards. Alex says, the long three by Donovan attempted were just annoying. There were a bunch of yeah. dead possessions yeah. tonight, though. I will say that. That I, either that that they were tired and they didn't have the – at one point I said on the broadcast, it feels to me they're tired. They're not fighting through possessions. And the Lakers are a bad defensive team that you can make fight through possessions, and I did not think that they really did that um, tonight so much. A bunch of questions about the threes. Um, will uh, And, frankly, our twos were just equally as bad for most of the night. So uh, on that. Uh, Tyson saying that Quinn's stubbornness to change his minutes or subs uh, lose us games, except for the fact he did change his minutes and his subs tonight, so that one probably doesn't hold a lot of water. Um, and then we'll leave you with Lacey's little dagger. Our shooting was as cold as Russell Westbrook's. <laughs> nice! All right, at least we get a cheap shot out before the night's over. Jazz lose to the Lakers. Have a good one.